This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on the nil-nil draw at Manchester United that, let's not forget, took Liverpool back to the top of the Premier League table. But was it an opportunity missed given the problems that hit United before and during the match? We'll start by getting the verdicts of our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce, who also provides an update on the condition of Roberto Firmino, before we get the thoughts of Jurgen Klopp with every word of the Reds manager's press conference. We'll then hand over to the seven Liverpool supporters who have called into this show, Matt Anderson, Alex Watts, Sam Planch, Nathan Day. Davidson, Mark Baker, Ross Strachan and Matt Whitty. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it finished here. Manchester United nil, Liverpool nil. The Reds going a point clear at the top of the Premier League table, but this certainly wasn't the, uh, the statement of intent that I think fans would have been hoping to see today in terms of the uh, Premier League title race. It was a Liverpool performance that, uh, that threatened a lot early on. It was, uh, I thought they were the, the better side in the first half, um, but really lost their way. Second half, I thought they got really, really ragged. Uh, enjoyed a, you know, a lot of possession. I think um, you'd have to say it's a mark of how far this Klopp team have come. The fact that they've come to a difficult place and go away pretty downbeat about only taking a point I think you could see that from the body language of the players when they when they left this stadium a little while ago um, that they know they didn't do themselves justice today Liverpool can play a, a, a huge amount better than that um, fire blanks for the second time in a week of course on the back of that Bayern Munich game and there were parallels with that in terms of um, you know there was been a lot of talk in the build-up to this game about United's resurgency under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and how they've shown a lot more ambition um, you know, attacking-wise as a as a side, but it was Mourinho-esque the way that he set them up uh, here today because uh, they didn't take any risks whatsoever. Really, they looked petrified about over-committing players forward and getting done on the counter-attack by Liverpool. And um, Liverpool, for their part, you know, really struggled to to get through um, that defensive line. There was a real, you know, similar to Bayern in terms of real lack of spark and guile in the final third. I think on a day like today you wanted your big players to really step up and deliver for you and that didn't happen um, certainly not at the top end of the pitch I thought both Mo Salah and Sadio Mane were strangely subdued and ineffective of course big worry to see uh, Roberto Firmino limp off um, in that first half and then you know he, he left this stadium on uh, crutches after uh, turning his ankle Klopp saying you know that he is a fast healer and they're, they're optimistic it won't be um, you know a, a thing that'll keep him out for long but Obviously, we'll know more about that on Monday once he's had a scan. So, uh, you know, Liverpool, I don't think you could question the effort or, you know, the, the work rate or the attitude today. Um, you know, defensively, I thought they were immense. I, you know, Virgil van Dijk was my Liverpool man of the match. I thought he won all his aerial duels. You know, he was ice cool under pressure. I um, thought Matip did well alongside him. You know, Alisson Becker made a massive save in that first half from Jesse Lingard. You know, if he, uh, if he hadn't done that then we could have been reflecting on what would have been a, a deeply you know, damaging defeat for Liverpool. And I actually thought the midfield three, you know, absolutely ran themselves into the ground. Henderson, Wijnaldum and Fabino. Fabino, I thought, was the pick of the three. Um, really put himself about, was combative and physical. Um, but Liverpool just, yeah, just lacking in that in the final third. I think, you know, the most damning statistic was the fact that what well, they had you know, 65% possession, only one shot on target, and that was a speculative 35-yarder along the ground, pretty much from Daniel Sturridge in that first half. So, uh, you know, David De Gea 
there's been a lot of games between these clubs when he's been the difference and he's been the United hero, but he was um, you know, he was a spectator for long periods today. Even in that first half, like I said, when Liverpool really took control and boss proceedings, um, so often moments of real promise came to nothing because the final ball wasn't good enough. And then second half, you know, I think you'd have to say United had the better of the second half. They they started winning more battles and you could sense the belief around this place growing that they could even inflict a defeat on Liverpool. As it was, I don't think either team did enough to win that game. Um, so disappointment, but, you know, I think uh, the I think the fact that at the final whistle, the, uh, the away end erupted straight into a chant of Liverpool top of the league and then, you know, the, uh, the party atmosphere in the away end kept going for the... 30 or 40 minutes or whatever it was they were kept in afterwards I think that tells you a lot there was no negativity there you know sometimes you just need to take a step back after a disappointed performance and just think do you know what Liverpool have just negotiated what on paper at least is the most difficult game they had left they've emerged with a with a hard-fought point they're now a point clear of Manchester City at the top of the Premier League table and 11 games to go you know they're masters of their own destiny and uh, any Liverpool fan would have taken that if you if you'd offered them it before a ball had been kicked back in August so uh, now it's on to Wednesday night and that visit at Watford and certainly for Klopp you know the big challenge for him is to get some fluency back in that final third the blood red podcast from the Liverpool echo Yeah, both, both obviously. So we have a point more. That's good. I think before the game, the shape United was in before. A lot of people would have expected, or have you said it? Pretty much all of you. It's the worst moment to face United. Um, then we started the game, and it was brilliant. Actually, we started exactly like we wanted to start. It was direct. We played in behind. We wanted to be there. We followed the ball. We pressed it high. That all was really good. And then the injury crisis started. A lot of interruptions and, and stuff like that, and it was obvious it cost us the rhythm. I don't say that that should happen, but it happened, obviously. I cannot explain exactly why. And it was a completely strange game, playing around without really speed, and speed in the wrong moment, chip in the wrong moment. <laughs> like, yeah, the first half was okay, second half then uh, it was a bit less, and um, so it's now a nil-nil, and um, probably I'm not sure if they had the biggest, but I had a big chance when Ali. Uh, made a fantastic save. Um, the rest were set pieces from United, I would say. They are pretty dangerous, so we had to be 100% concentrated. We were 100% concentrated, that's good. We kept a lot, we kept the high line, so they were offside when they scored the, the offside goal. And um, that's, all, that's all good, but of course we expect from ourselves to, to, to play better football. Um, but, so that's why I said it looked like today would have been a day if we start uh, if you continue like we started, then we could have won the match 100%, but we didn't. So, and now um, we take that point. It's one more, how I said, than a lot of people probably expected. So, um, now everything is equal again, um, with time, uh, game-wise. And now let's play the rest of the season. All good. That's nice. Why didn't you manage to take advantage in the second half? I thought I answered that already. We lost the rhythm and we didn't get it back. So now it's easy that we can say you saw it. We were in charge. We had the ball. We passed around, but we didn't come. We, we, we lost the ball in the wrong moment. So we passed it through to the box, but we couldn't keep the ball there. Of course, we lost Bobby first half as well. That doesn't help in general. Um, and but of, yeah, it was just. Chipping the ball in behind, it's important with the high last line, we didn't do that. And then the real problem was um, 
I would say if, if United plays today with a full with a full team like they played the last couple of weeks or so, then it's a completely different game. And uh, then they know what they exactly do. They know where they pass. Means we know as well where they pass. And um, then it started com was completely different. Eh? It was the, the whole game changed, and um, that made it really that obviously was not good for us today. I could not. I have, I have really no clue why we why it happened, but it happened because it was so obvious. And now it's. Um, and as a manager, most of the time I have to I, I take what I get. That's how it is. And today it was a performance was good enough for a draw at United, and everybody feels a little bit. But it could have been more. That's true. We feel the same, but still a point. So and now um, we have to do that. We have um, we have to use that. We we will play on Wednesday again against a team full of confidence with Watford uh, scoring five, I think five. Uh, at Cardiff coming now um, to Liverpool, brilliant atmosphere, atmosphere, night time, blah blah blah. So we have to be ready again, and we try everything to be ready again. Go to Jamie. Yeah, I may have misheard you, but did you just say we expect Mo Salah to play better football? No. Okay, so you, you said we expect to play better football. Is that what you just said? Wow. Well, so well. In that case, why did why did someone like Salah not play so well? You, you pulled him off. With, you you know, ask you ask that really? Have you ever got an answer on that question? Why I'm did somebody play not as good as he can? I'm asking you the question. You pull it off, why did you? I, I don't know exactly. You disappointed him? I'm not here to be disappointed. I'm here to, 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 to help the players to, to play to play their best football. I'm not sitting here and say when we win the games then you then I'm the best and when we lose it or draw at Man United then all the boys are, are guilty or what. They want to. I know them pretty well. They want to perform 100%. So and sometimes it doesn't happen. And I said that the start of the game I liked a lot. I liked a lot. But then it happened and something happened and we lost the rhythm and it was not that good anymore. That's the truth. They made it too easy for United to defend us in a completely new formation. We are not blind, we know that. But you know how that is. The momentum changed. Before the game, United was probably the favourite a little bit, how they are playing in the moment. Then you saw the lineup, the Matic is not in, blah blah blah, but still a really, really good lineup. And then the things happened, it changed. Everybody in, in mind from all, all of a sudden, it was like we have something to lose here. If we now if we not win today against this team, then something is wrong with us. Stuff like that. That's all. We are all. Oh, in this case, I can use the word human beings, but we are we're all human beings, and that, that's how it is. And sometimes we don't. We get informations and don't use them in the right way. But in the best case, you learn from it, and we will learn from it. So these boys brought us in the situation. Yes, and today they, not a lot of them were really shining really bright, but um, there's another chance on Wednesday. The next two questions, gentlemen there in the uh, third round, I'll come to you next after that, yeah. You, uh, you seem quite angry on the touchline, were you angry or were you just... Animated. <laughs> I learned a new word, obviously. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> so, yes, I'm, I look like that, sorry. <laughs> Very often. It's like it was a game. You you saw it. It, it, it the, the mood dropped. It was not. It was not like we put them under pressure and one ball after the other in the box. You saw that passing around. Boys were constantly talking about protection. They were obviously impressed by the by the counter. Still the counter attacking force. So what they do, they leave you and we, we used that in the first half pretty well. They leave these two players, high players, up on the wing, so you can play in the back. So Mili had I don't know how many balls in the first half um, in the back of probably Lukaku, um, and so. But they are still. It's not too easy. You have to finish these situations off because you don't. If the cross is not at the end, it leads not to a goal or to a corner or to a free kick. Then it's a good situation for a counter attack. And so that's what they're doing well. 
Um, it's a bit risky. If we play it better, it's risky, but we didn't use it, so it was not risky. And that, that's why we always were, we were not compact enough. Even for the second balls, we were not always compact enough. But we had moments. Unfortunately, again, we didn't, we didn't um, finish it off. Now we may only look no more knows that he can play better than he did today. We know he can play. I mean, it's two weeks ago or whatever. Can we play against Bournemouth? People played the stars from the sky. So it was unbelievable. Now we do got about big games. Yeah, they, they, if you ask. Uh, against Bayern, it was Alaba, his world-class player himself. They all—they are not blind. They can. They, and each player in the world is to defend. It's about how we use him, how we play him, how we move, and all that stuff. And today, obviously, um, Lindelof and Shaw together did did a, did a pretty good job. But it's look. I have to talk here about that game, but I'm not too much interested in that game anymore because I'm already thinking about what can I, what can I. Do that we that we are really spot on on Wednesday night. So it, how things like this happen? Nothing serious really happened today. Um, we we didn't. We came here. We wanted to win that game uh, with all the with all the the, the 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 talks around and stuff like that. I, that um, really United is in a fantastic moment. They are. That's true. Um, but they're still 14 points less than we have for for 15. I don't know exactly. Um, and that's. The good news of today that didn't change, and so now let's carry on. And the situation for us, of course, if the top team plays really defensive, <laughs> that's not that's not nice to play against. That's how it is. And now people can say, yeah, but Man City is doing better. Yeah, we, we don't compare ourselves with that because we we still have. We have to get the points our own way. And there are different ways to be successful. And so far we were successful. And it's 100% true, and I get that, a bit too many draws in the last couple of games. But still where we are, and now let's go on. Can I ask two questions? Andy, then Dave, to finish with Andy. It's always two. Unfortunately, I have no clue. But it was something with the ankle. Um, that's for sure. Bobby said first he can carry on. Then, then he showed it's not it doesn't work. Um, but I don't know exactly. Um, yeah, it's Bobby, so it will be quicker than with all the others. But first we have to know um, what is it exactly, and we don't know in the moment. Sorry. Look, it's all the talks around. We have to give every week. We give interviews and stuff like that. That's all new for it. We, we can now say most said this week. I think in an interview, yes, of course there's pressure. We, of course there's pressure. Actually, from my point of view, it's a very positive pressure. Uh, but I don't have to play. I only sit here and 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 say dumb things. So th that's easy. So um, and. Um, for the boys, of course, we all have to, to learn in these situations. The only way we can do it is with passion. This club is, is the, the, the heart and soul of this club is passion, and that's what we do. And on Wednesday night, we have another chance, and then there's a derby. It's, a, it's, it's always a very emotional game, so again, passion. And today, it was like a bit constructing here and there. And in the end, we had to fight, yes, of course, it was a fight, but it was a different fight that we expected, and we didn't adapt exactly like, like we should have. But now again, you can now say uh, that's not class or whatever. We come, we know where we are coming from, and we know where we are. And now let's make sure that we use the situation as good as possible, and then we will see where it ends. Uh, so that's how it is. And uh, today was not 
brilliant, eh? but um, how's that? We lost here more often than we draw when we drew. Today we have a point, and it feels like we should have won. It was, by the way, the same against Bayern. Imagine where where, where you are coming from, and Bayern plays against you in defense with all they have, and something changed in the world of football. So everybody adapted to it, and we now have to show, make sure that we adapt as well to our quality. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool's goalless draw at Old Trafford. Not the best performance from the Reds and it was a really strange game from start to finish. Disrupted by injuries for both teams and uh, obviously even though I think most Liverpool fans would have taken a draw at the start, it feels incredibly frustrating at the end nonetheless. It was quite similar to Bayern Munich and that Liverpool didn't quite do enough to get over the line. The front three not quite at it again. Mo Salah, I thought Luke Shaw did really well against him, but you'd expect someone of his quality to, to be able to get on top in these big games, and unfortunately that's the second one in a week that he hasn't been able to do so. Sadio Mane as well, he did very little, and of course Roberto Firmino went off injured. Um, really unlucky from him, obviously just played a pass and there's nothing you can do about those things, but then it's up to the other players around him to step up, and unfortunately today they didn't. There was only one shot, I think, on target in the entire game from Liverpool, and that was that pot shot from Daniel Sturridge. He was about 40 yards out just after he came on. Um, And for that to be our only shot on target in the game is, as I said before, incredibly frustrating. I think we massively missed that link-up that Roberto Firmino provides. Obviously, after he went off injured, Sturridge came on, and he just doesn't quite have that same link-up that the Brazilian would provide from that false number nine position. Um, really annoying really to lose um, a big player for us in a big game and ultimately I think that cost us it was uh, those sorts of problems that make this even more frustrating it wasn't just our injuries it was Manchester United as well Um, and we just didn't do enough to capitalise on those today which is unlike Liverpool but it's one we have to move on from quickly I thought United's diamond system gave Liverpool loads of loads of opportunities to get crosses into the box but again that final ball just wasn't quite right I think we missed Trent Alexander-Arnold if he'd have got into those positions that James Milner was finding himself in we may well have got a little bit more joy in that uh, in that area of the pitch I thought Jurgen Klopp got his substitutes wrong as well I'm not quite sure what the point of bringing Divock Origi on for Mo Salah was he's obviously unlikely to do anything of course, he scored late on against Everton earlier on in the season, but uh, to ask him to do something similar again would uh, be a big task. I thought Fabinho in the middle of the pitch was excellent. One or two loose passes early on, but he quickly found his rhythm. And Jordan Henderson as well was doing really well until he was taken off. Presumably, he'll be back for Watford and then Everton later on this week. We are still a point ahead and there is still a long way to go. I think it's 11 matches to play, but this does feel like a real missed opportunity. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast, and what a dreadful game of football that was. I've just about kept my voice after swearing so much watching that performance. Um, All I can say is at least we got a point out of that, and Liverpool still went top of the league again, but my God, that second half was unpleasant to watch. It was such a frustrating match, and... You know, when I saw we'd gone top of the league again, I was actually shocked because it felt like a loss in some ways, to be honest. But that said, look, it's not bad to come away with a point from Old Trafford by any means, especially with that chance Chris Smalling had late on. But 
after a solid performance in the Champions League on Tuesday, I thought we could build on that today and against, let's face it, a really poor Man United side who had all those injury issues in the first half. You know, our lack of creativity going forward, the lack of shots on target, the lack of any spark or drive at times was so annoying. Like, Man United probably had the better chances to win the game, which is ludicrous, really, because Rashford could barely run for most of the game. They ended up with Pereira and McTominay in midfield, and yet we were struggling to best them at times with the likes of Wijnaldum and Fabinho and Henderson. And I know Man United defended deep and well for a lot of the game. Luke Shaw in particular was very good, but... The likes of Salah and Mane should be doing better here. I know Firmino going off disrupted things for sure, but we still should have had enough to get the three points here. Sturridge coming on instead of Shakiri at that point was an odd decision, but even then, these are proven goal scorers who should have been doing more. But it was just such a poor quality game from both sides today, but... From a Liverpool perspective, you know, we're going for the Premier League title here and it never really felt like anyone was stepping up and trying to drag us over the line. It never never felt like we were going to get a goal, to be honest. Whereas you look at Sergio Aguero for Man City at the moment, he's doing that every game, which is a worry on a number of levels. But, you know, as I say, the positive is we're top of the league again and... Also, I thought Alisson was fantastic again today. made a couple of really important stops to keep it at nil-nil. Henderson was great too. (sighs) Look, we've got to regroup now, learn from this, and go again with a better performance against Watford on Wednesday. I'm sure we can do that. So I'm going to go and watch the League Cup final now. And given that my wife is a Chelsea fan, it might be a depressing evening in our household, but... At least Liverpool are top of the league again. That's the main thing. Up the Reds. Cheers. Okay, so we have Man United there away at Old Trafford. Um, they've been doing well in terms of form-wise. They're probably one of the form teams at the moment. And we, we needed to go there and, and, and get three points, really, ideally. Um, like we do need to every game now because there's no margin for error. Basically, a four-way. Liverpool had a half-decent start. United obviously uh, had a completely different game plan today. It was more of a Mourinho game plan of, of ten men behind the ball, and the, the more in, than entitled uh, to do so. Um, and though a bright start, I think a lot of interruptions. People will say, "Oh well, uh, that should have helped Liverpool because some players went off and stuff." And we had some of our own uh, with Firmino going off, and that. Um, I think it actually hindered the game. It, it stop-start game and. It got us out of our stride, and I thought then we were very poor up front. I mean, Salah was well off the pace, and he he has been the last couple of games, to be honest. Every every pass man he made went to to a opposition shirt. So obviously, um, we we just didn't have enough um, quality in the final third. Then I thought, really, we haven't got enough quality coming off the bench. I mean, we say that United had a few injuries, but the the people they brought on. But arguably um, stronger than ours, the ones we we had to bring on, you know. I mean, storage was a waste waste of time substitution. I think you know he he's had his day now, and maybe Shakiri should have come on there on the right hand side, and Salah gone up front, and see how that went. Origi as well has proved that, you know, he he doesn't really offer anything as well. So 
the squad up front there is really lacking. We've been quite, you know, people will say, oh, the front three weren't on it, but we've been quite lucky that they have been quite consistent, you know, and they are that good. They're going to have the the odd-off game. Um, And I think in the summer we need to make sure that we strengthen in that area. You know, the storage in an area can go, but we we need to buy a top striker to compete with the others then. A bit like at the back, I think we, we should get rid of Lovren and Matip and go and get a top defender to compete and, and Moreno should obviously go and it might be the academy lad Lewis comes through and stuff but what I mean is you can sometimes get rid of two players and bring one in and be better off if that if they're better quality the likes of Matip even though he's done alright lately he's injury prone, Lovren's injury prone Sturridge and Moreno and Arigi aren't good enough so that's just some of them but I think the midfield three as well I think Fabinho was the pick of the bunch Um you know, we read the game well, he got stuck in and he, he sprayed some balls. Some uh, He had another dimension spraying balls out wide and stuff. But no one else, like Henderson and, and Wijnaldum, weren't going forward from midfield. They were, they were eating tidy and they, they kept the ball and stuff, but that's not enough. Um, I think we lacked another dimension there from the midfield. And then linking up with the front three. And, you know, obviously the front three weren't on the pace, but it doesn't help them when no one's bridging the gap between the midfield and the strikers and making the defenders think because Luke Shaw had a great game and so did a lot of the back four for United but when you've got midfield runners you've got to try and watch them as well it makes the game so much harder and that's how Salah or Manny could have got some space even on an off day so lack of dimension up uh, for midfield lack of final ball and lack of um, quality up front on an off day for the for the main men up front there, I think was a combination of it. The frustrating thing, though, what I want to finish on is that um, I would have settled for a point before the game. I don't like settling for a point, but Man United were in a good uh, way and obviously they, they don't want us to win the league and it's a big game. But as the game panned out, I just thought they were there for the taking and we just didn't have... We weren't on it enough, we didn't do enough and didn't have the quality to sort of see at home. So... Now, really, before the game, I thought we've got three games there, United away, Wofford at home and Everton away. I would have settled for seven out of points out of nine and what I would have hoped for nine out of nine. Now we've got to beat Everton and Wofford and that's not going to be easy. Wofford just put five past Cardiff there um, and Everton are going to do any, everything they can and, and the morning entitled to do, to do so to, to stop us winning the league. So we've got to win them too now. There's only a point now we Okay, we're level games and we're a point ahead. Um, I just hope that, um, you know, that I think our squad, I think City's is just a bit better. Um, and we've done phenomenal and, and Klopp deserves a lot of credit and we've got to go again in the summer. But it is here for the taking. It's by no means over. Uh, we've got we've got to take each game as it comes. But I think we, we're probably going to have to win every game now. Um, but you know what? We're at least winning the mix. Uh, compared to years ago when we weren't, it it's positive. And today, I think we just need to forget about. On a final note, I don't think these warm weather training camps. I think what it's done, we lack a bit of spark. We lack that bit of uh, we just lack that bit of match fitness. We've obviously had a bit of a rest there. And if we were in the cup competitions, momentum would have kicked in, and we would have had more match fitness. But is he done it to conserve energy at the end of the season when the running comes in? And we'll only find out then. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
Hi there, Nathan Davidson talking about a very frustrating nil-nil draw away at Old Trafford today. I think when we first looked at the lineup and I saw that Milner was at right back, I thought I was, I thought that was the right decision because obviously Trent's only just come back from injury. We've got a lot of games coming up. We've got Watford midweek, then we're away at Everton, and I just think it was sensible to put Milner in there. He's got the experience, knows how to handle these types of games. He's played in hostile environment, especially at Old Trafford when he's played for Man City before. So I thought it was a clever decision by Klopp. As the first half started, it was very cagey. There wasn't too much in the way of chances for either team. The only thing that was of note was, especially for us, the chance to nick the ball high up the pitch was there. We managed to do that a few times, but the final pass in the final third of the pitch just wasn't there once again today, which is obviously frustrating. Then, obviously, we had all the injuries. I can't actually remember the last time I've seen so many injuries in one half of football. For Man U, it was Herrera and Mata who went off. But, obviously, the big concern for us was Bobby Firmino goes off with a little knock. And I haven't seen the replay. You can see he rolls over his ankle. Let's just hope that isn't too bad because I think Firmino is so integral to how we play. You could see when Sturridge came on. like Sturridge is, is great in the box. He's the type of person you... You give him a chance in the box, he will get you a goal. But other than that, for me, he doesn't really do too much else. Whereas Firmino, he's always involved and he's always working hard to get the ball back, dropping deeper, trying to get involved any way he can. So I think we're really going to need him for the rest of the season. So hopefully that's not too bad. As the sec- as the first half got towards the end, um, we dominated the ball most of the first half, but there was just a real lack of chances. Nothing decisive. There was no... Even, I suppose, against the midweek, there was a couple of slight chances. There was nothing of that today. Every time we had the ball in their half, they seemed to have nine, ten players behind the ball and were making it very, very difficult for us. Second half, Man U start quite well, to be fair. They have a good 15-minute spell, cause us a few problems. But as it progresses, we get back into control of the football, having the possession again. But it's very similar as towards the end of the first half, there's no, there's no incision, there's no like breaking them down, and I think that's partly to do because everything was a little bit too slow. By the time we got there, Man U was set up, and that, to be fair, then they had a very good defensive shape. It, pain, it pains me to say it, but they were set up really well. The crowd was behind them. You could see how much Solskjaer's made a difference with the crowd feeling up for it. They, the crowd were getting behind them every time they had a chance, but. We just struggled to break through, and every time we looked for these na- like really narrow, and we're trying to play these in- intricate passes, but it wasn't going to come off today when there's so many men around the ball. The only real option we had was either to go wide and swing crosses in, hope for the best there, or to do really, really quick counter attacks. Like they had a few corners, we needed to do much better when we're breaking on the count because they were going to be the chances where we could have went and really caused them some problems. But that wasn't to be. It, was, it did. I was quite disappointed with how, when we got we got the ball quite a few times, especially I noticed Salah a few times. They got it and were running out with the ball, but the options with the the runners were either all too close together or the pass just wasn't right. So that was obviously disappointing. I think, in most aspects, the game was very similar midweek. We were the, if you had to say who's doing slightly better, you would say it was us, but. We're doing nothing with the ball, and there's no point in having all the possession. Like even in the set pieces, we've done really well, especially from corners this season in the Premier League. But 
recently, I think they've been a shambles. The amount of time that we're hitting the first man, or there's no one gambling, and or that we're just looking for the foul today, it's not good enough. I think we need uh, that's something the training training ground that really needs to be worked on, because we need we're going to need goal, more goals from set pieces this season if we are going to win the league. Just to summarise, then I think what really bothered me today was that. No one stood out. No one stood up and made himself counted. I can't think of one player for us today who was, who like was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. Like every, the whole team just seemed to be a bit below par. Like nobody, nobody was awful, but they all just seemed to be a little bit off it, not quite to the level required. Or like all sort of had a five, six out of ten game, which when you're going away to a team, man, you who's resurgent, it's never really going to get you the result that you require. So that that was a shame for me today. I just wanted someone to just stand up and just make, be like, no, I'm like take the game by the scruff of the neck and do something. We needed that little bit of magic, something that like soften when we had Suarez. You'd just know that he was going to just take the game by the scruff of the neck and do something. But that wasn't there today. So now it's on to Watford at home on Wednesday. And we are back top of the league, so that, that's good. But we've only got one point now. That cushion is... From when we played Leicester, we could have went seven points clear to now only having one point already. We really need to book our ideas up. It means we have no breathing space. We've got to be on it now. That was our game in hand, obviously, over Man City. And that's gone, so we've just got to win, win, win. And that's a, that's a massive amount of pressure to put on the players. But all we can do is just get right behind them again, I suppose, on Wednesday and just try and make it as easy... For, for the players to win as it can possibly be try and remove as much of the pressure off the players and the team as we can and just try and help them through because next Sunday we're away to Everton that's going to be another intense difficult atmosphere to cope with but we we can't afford another draw really next week next week we we have to win we have to we have to be getting the points out of these games whether it's scruffy or whether it's a brilliant performance Mark Baker reflecting on Manchester United versus Liverpool at Old Trafford. I think the first thing to say is, for me, it's an opportunity lost. Circumstances dictated that Liverpool had a, a massive opportunity to take three points away from Old Trafford. I don't think uh, United will ever be in a situation where that's depleted participant-wise uh, once more. And in the context of the title race, it presented Liverpool a real avenue to stamp them authority on the title race send out a message and ultimately as well get back on track because Liverpool aren't playing well at the moment and they failed to take that and, and what they did do is they fell in line with most recent performances which reflected how they've been performing really since the Manchester City defeat in January in that teams are pretty much setting up exactly the same against them handing them the football uh, Liverpool are being forced to try and create openings and one thing I will say is I've talked about this all season, but Liverpool no longer have that player he left last season to be able to find a pass in the final third, an elite player in that position. So there's there's no point revisiting that. We know that circumstance. And for, for the early part of the season, Jadon Shaqiri actually filled that for you to an extent and was really productive in what he was doing. He is Liverpool's best passer. He is the passer who's capable of breaking lines alongside Trent Alexander-Arnold. And obviously both of them players weren't available. And in general, Shaqiri's struggled since the turn of the year to replicate that form. So it's been an issue and it continued to be an issue in the game as well today where United were compact, narrow 
and Liverpool were were forced to try and open them up and again were found wanting. Now, that is definitely a problem. It can't be addressed through personnel, so Klopp's got to find other ways. Of course, I think any team against moderate to lower end opposition in the Premiership, you have to play Shaqiri, I feel he has to play. Obviously, you can understand the thinking behind going to Manchester United with three very good midfield, very, very, very good Premier League midfield players, but not open, door opens in the sense of with the ball and creation. So, I think regardless of that though, and regardless of Liverpool missing someone to uh, fire the bullets, if you like, that Liverpool's front three are often talked about and fabled from three, if you like, because of how they played last season. And I think they were outstanding last season. I mean, some of the combinations, because not only were they fantastic individually, I felt as a collective unit going forward, they were the most compatible in Europe. And I think we've been waiting now, and they keep getting talked about as, as being the same from three in the sense that they're capable of producing the same combinations and, and playing to the same level. And I think throughout the season, bar in January, uh, sorry, December, I think what we've got is an average in offer performance and I think you've got to start asking yourself the question of was last season an anomaly in terms of the brilliant level that, that all three played to and are they just now at their current level and, and being hindered by the fact that now teams are setting up slightly differently against Liverpool, there's more respect being shown, there's a, definitely a fundamental way in which to play to make Liverpool suffer. And... Um, make Liverpool have real problems in creating creating opportunities. Now, last season, for a number of factors, when Coutinho left, Liverpool were able to carry on the momentum. The form of the front three was fantastic. And also, a probably a bit of naivety in the way a lot of teams played against Liverpool, even at elite level in the Champions League, which offered Liverpool the opportunity to attack in their most productive manner and to their strengths, if you like. Now, if you look at Salah, Mane and Firmino this season, They've still produced numbers in keeping with some of the best attacking units in the in Europe, really, and certainly in the division. I mean, Salah at times has carried Liverpool in tight games. He's been the difference, but he's had a dip the last few games. But I would say that in general, all three's level has been lower, and Manny's and Firmino's in particular. Um, there's no question that Liverpool this season, if they'd have had the, especially the Firmino and Manny of last season, with the new newfound defensive solidity and the and the balance with the defensive setup in midfield, that they certainly would be in a better and more healthy position that they are. And I think now what they really need, because they seem to have got that solidity back over the last few games, which to be honest about all season, is they really need these players to kick on and show that that wasn't an aberration last season, and that is the actual level that these players should be attaining or trying to reach. Because all I keep hearing is they haven't quite clicked, they haven't reached that level. Well, look, I think the question's got to be asked: Can they reach that level again, or is this now what what we're seeing? Is it now their their level, if you like, the balance and off level that they're out still very, very, very good players? Brady, that elite level. I mean, Salah for me is still showing his elite level this season. But I think you need more than that if you're going to go on and, and win the Premier League, and they certainly do at the moment. And they're not helped by by having the player profile of the players, player behind them who can who can best uh, create chances for them. But then, and also the fact that other teams are now setting up differently. But they have to be, produce a higher level individually for me. Um, so disappointing. A lack of authority shown from Liverpool in the title race. 
And I just believe that it's now coming to the inevitable conclusion, really, in that Manchester City will eventually overtake Liverpool and go on to win the league title. Now, that's not me speaking off the cuff at the back of this result. I mean, I said if you the season that I felt Manchester City had too many door openers, too many of that player profile who could open the door as opposed to Liverpool. But I always factored in that could Liverpool's front three at the height? It doesn't look like they're going to, and it doesn't look like they're going to be able to create enough from behind them in order to challenge um, City to the finish line, unfortunately. Massive frustration. Um, hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully Liverpool can address that both individually and collectively and start creating in the final third and being able to put that fine bit of detail because they get into really good areas and yet that final pass, that final action, that final receiving skill or the final shot is not there at the moment. A frustration in the context of the season, a point at Old Trafford or even before the game you might have said you'd have probably taken, but I think looking at the way the game gone or went, um, it's drawn towards the inevitable conclusion for me in the title race, and that's that Liverpool will eventually miss out. Tras from Witness with his thoughts on the Man United v Liverpool game. Feels like a massive, massive disappointment there that we've ended up finishing 0 0. United, in my opinion, they have to take in. But give United a bit of credit. They dug in, they, you know, they had them injuries in the first, first half, they had to make three substitutions. Pivotal substitutions. And Liverpool didn't create enough to, in my opinion. It was it was there it was there to be taken that game. Massive game for Liverpool. They need to they needed to win that game in my opinion. I know we are now we're point clear, but I feel that's not the stuffing out of us tonight. I, I, I really I really feel that a win would have would have pushed us on. Because we're not let, let, let's not beat around the bush. We're not playing very well at the minute. Things aren't going our way. We've gone off the boil. And I understand. We're 10, is 11, 11 games to go. Couple of crucial games coming up midweek. Watford, Everton again next Sunday. But that just, it felt like a real hammer blow to me that today. And I know I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to think it's all positive. It's all to play for. We're top of the league. There's nothing to be negative about. It is. It does feel like a real blower. But all we can do is look onto the next game. And I say this all the time. All we can do is look onto the next game. We've got to go now and beat Watford midweek, and then a huge, huge game, Everton on the Sunday at Goodison Park. And then we're getting down to single digits for games left. And then that's where the real action. City have still got to go to United. I understand that. Felt like a blow today. But we'll take it on the chin. And we'll go again. It's just the way it is. United are a good side. You know, Solskjaer's done a good job. I thought I thought they were really good today in the way they They were happy, obviously, with the point. You could see that from early doors. And especially since when they got the injuries, you could understand, I can understand it. But, you know, Pogba, Pogba for me was excellent today. I, I, I hate the man, don't get me wrong. I hate, I hate everything about Pogba. But he's a good footballer, isn't he? He's, he's, he's a good footballer. And he was, he was brilliant for them today. Pogba, Pogba was great. Pains me to say. Liverpool didn't create any chances, really. Didn't create enough. We had a lot of possession, but. You know what, like I say, 
one point clear, top of the league. Watford midweek. Looking forward to it. We go again. And then massive game on the Sunday. All we can do is take it one at a time. Don't give a monkeys what City do. Come on, Liverpool. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, reflecting on Liverpool's nil-nil draw against Manchester United at Old Trafford this afternoon. Um, I was quite nervous uh, before the game. Um, I thought that uh, United were in uh, uh, decent form, and uh, yeah, I just uh, just had a, one of those games where you get a bit of a bit of a feeling beforehand, and uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, just uh, just had that nervous feeling pre-game. Um, back to four-three-three for us, um, and I thought the team selection. Uh, was uh, was right. Although I would have gone for um, Trent Alexander-Arnold at, at right back instead of uh, instead of Milner, but uh, you could sort of understand why why Klopp took the the more conservative approach, really, given that Alexander-Arnold didn't have the uh, didn't have the best game uh, this time last year when we went uh, when we went down two one. And uh, and to be fair to Milner, I thought he had a he had a good game at right back and was a. Uh, was a was a constant threat going forward and and on the overlap, but uh, yeah, I thought he had a he had a good game. Um, I also I also thought before the game that um, United would start like they did against PSG with a sort of a really fast pressing, high up the pitch, um, putting pressure on Allison and Van Dijk and Matip, but it wasn't really the really the case really. Uh, and uh, United looked looked pretty nervous. I thought in the first uh, in the first half an hour. Um, there was a you know in the first couple of minutes there was an under hit back pass from Young that uh, that almost put us uh, put us through and we had a, an indirect free kick in the box that we that we wasted and uh, yeah I thought United looked generally jittery at the back um, there was a, with with United playing a diamond in the first half there was space in front of the full backs and Milner found himself in in quite a lot of space and the the diagonal ball was was always on. And we forced a lot of uh, a lot of turnovers. I mean, we must have turned the ball over about five or six times in in the United half during that first half. But uh, but I thought the story of the day really was that uh, the final ball was so so poor uh, from us. And uh, yeah, we just time and time again. I mean, there was a chance where where Salah broke and he was on the left wing area, and we had three players over on the on the opposite side, and he just underhit the diagonal pass across, and and um, Lindelof was able to able to clear. Uh, United uh, cut through us with um, with a with a through ball into into Lingard and Allison did very well to to slide out and and cut off the dangers and obviously with uh, with the injuries to United in the first half I really thought that we were going to come out the second half and and go for it but uh, if anything United started the better in the second in the second half and uh, yeah they just um, yeah I thought the first half the second half was uh, United on top and I thought we 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 grew into it in the second half but. Yeah, they're just the the, the the quality wasn't there really. Um, I thought I thought Firmino going off was a was a loss for us, and when and when Sturridge came on, it sort of coincided with a real dip in form in for, from Mane really, who'd who's had a really good twenty nineteen and had a really bright start to this match, actually driving forward and giving uh, giving Young um, a few problems uh, in on the in the left wing area, but he he really 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 struggled to get into the game after that and gave the ball away quite a lot. Um, Got to give a really reluctant. Uh, Reluctant praise to uh, to Luke Shaw. Really, I thought he'd be a bit of a weak link, and uh, we, he was getting really tight to Salah in the first half. And I thought, you know what, Salah's just going to roll him at some point, but he just uh, he just didn't. And uh, Salah's touch just wasn't uh, wasn't there really. And then the game sort of got uh, quite sort of stop start with sort of a series of free kicks for United and a series of corners for us. And uh, yeah, just uh, 
very little created really. Uh, United could have won it in the uh, in the last minute with a dangerous ball, dangerous ball across, but um, Smalling couldn't get on the end of it. So yeah, so I, I, I personally would have taken a draw before the game, but I would. It does feel a bit disappointed for a bit of a bit of a missed opportunity really, given the uh, the injuries that United picked up in the game. But uh, yeah, takes us uh, top of the league, still in our hands, and onwards and upwards. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.